Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Tervita First Quarter Results Conference Call. At this time, all lines are in listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we'll conduct a question-and-answer session. If at any time during this call you require immediate assistance, please press star zero for the operator. This call is being recorded on Wednesday, April 28, 2021. I would now like to turn the conference over to John Cooper, President and Chief Executive Officer. Please go ahead. Thank you, Colin, and welcome to Tervita's conference call for the first quarter of 2021. During the call today, we will make forward-looking statements related to future performance, and we will refer to certain financial measures that do not have any standardized meaning prescribed by GAAP. Forward-looking statements reflect the current views of Tervita with respect to future events and are based on certain key expectations and assumptions considered reasonable by Tervita. Since forward-looking information address future events and conditions, by their very nature, they involve inherent risks and uncertainties, and actual results could differ materially from those anticipated due to numerous factors and risks. Please refer to, to our continuous disclosure documents as they identify factors which may cause actual results to differ from any forward-looking statements and identify and define our non-CAP measures. This morning, we will review our results for Q1 2021, followed by an update on our outlook for the year. We are pleased with Tervita's strong first quarter results to reflect continued sequential improvements in our energy service business and the strength and growth potential provided by industrial services, combined with our continued focus on driving efficiencies all across the business. Our disciplined focus on executing on commercial customer strategy, managing costs, and achieving business efficiencies drove an eight percentage point increase in Q1 adjusted EBITDA margin, excluding the Canadian Emergency Wage Subsidy, or Qs, despite a decrease in revenue. Tervita's underlying business has demonstrated steady improvement over the last three quarters, with adjusted EBITDA excluding Qs increasing 9% from Q3 2020 to Q4 2020 and 4% from Q4 2020 to Q1 2021. With this positive momentum entering 2021, we we remain well positioned to capture upside in the energy sector recovery while continuing to grow our industrial service business. On March 9, 2021, we announced that we have entered into an arrangement agreement with Secure Energy Services, which provides for the combination of Tervita and Secure, creating a leading midstream infrastructure and environmental solutions business that is expected to provide enhanced free cash flow generation resulting from greater scale, sizable cost synergies, and improved leverage leading to superior returns for all investors. We are pleased to announce this milestone transaction, which combines complementary midstream infrastructure asset bases 
and environmental service lines, providing for enhanced scale and relevance, benefiting shareholders, customers, suppliers, and the communities in which we operate. Tavita shareholders will have the opportunity to participate and benefit in the success and growth of the combined businesses. In Secure, we have a partner who is equally committed to an employee-centric culture with a focus on ESG, safety, performance, and customer value with whom we are pleased to join forces to leverage our combined resources and strengths, which will drive a successful integration. We strongly believe that this combination is the most attractive path forward for Tervita, and we are committed to making the merger and ensuing integration a success. Linda will now walk us through the key highlights of our Q1 results, then Rob will review our capital program, and finally I will look into our outlook for I will move into our outlook for 2021 and an update on the secure merger. Linda? Thanks, John. As John noted, our Q1 results demonstrate the strength of our resilient business model as our markets continue to recover. Our continued focus on profitability, market share growth, and actions to reduce costs was evidenced in our results. Adjusted EBITDA of $55 million increased by 4% from the prior year as management cost reduction initiatives, contributions from growth capital investments, and $4 million of Qs more than offset the impact of reduced activity. Importantly, adjusted EBITDA margin excluding Qs increased to 38% compared to 30% in the prior year. In industrial services, Q1 divisional EBITDA of $11 million increased 83%, driven by strong metals pricing, disciplined cost control, business optimization, and the mainline acquisition. Divisional EBITDA margin improved by 11 percentage points to 21%. In energy services, Q1 divisional EBITDA decreased 14% from the prior year to $51 million as the impact of improved commodity pricing and contributions from growth capital were offset by lower production and drilling volumes into our facilities, as well as the exit from our U.S.-based operations. However, divisional EBITDA margin increased 9 percentage points from the prior year to 61% due to our strategic cost optimization initiatives and returns from growth capital investments. Energy marketing revenue decreased 4% from the prior year to $299 million, primarily due to reduced marketed oil volumes. We generated $35 million of discretionary free cash flow in the quarter, up 40% compared to Q1 2020. I will now pass it to Rob to discuss our capital program and liquidity position. Thanks, Linda. Uh, in the first quarter of 2021, we had growth and expansion capital additions of $8 million, largely related to the completion of a pipeline to a new disposal well and connecting to a facility. That well was drilled in 2019, and it increases our water disposal capacity in Tier 1 acreage in the Monty. We are also spending small but steady amounts to continue to meet committed long-term contracts while growing the industrial services business. Maintenance capital additions were $7 million, a small decrease of $1 million over last year's spend. In 2021, we are taking a measured disciplinary approach to the allocation of discretionary free cash flow. 
with the primary goal of generating free cash flow to reduce leverage, but also continuing to, de- to deliver projects within our growth capital pipeline of opportunities that meet our strategic goals and return on capital hurdles. We intend to execute on select high return growth opportunities as they arise with a focus on growing the industrial services side of our business. Based on current market conditions, we continue to expect our 2021 capital budget will be in line or lower than our 2020 capital spend. Importantly, we do not need to spend any new growth capital to fully participate in the economic activity, uh, economic recovery post-pandemic. We will continue to exercise capital discipline while remaining responsive to opportunities and market changes and may revise this capital plan accordingly. Regarding liquidity, we entered 2021 in a very solid financial position and we remain focused on financial discipline and balance sheet strength. We ended the first quarter with liquidity of $204 million, an increase of 25 million compared to the $179 million in available liquidity at the end of 2020. Notably, we reduced net debt by about $20 million in the quarter, a result of the strategy just noted to generate free cash flow to reduce leverage and being focused on low-spend, high-impact capital opportunities. Continuing to reduce our leverage to levels that will further strengthen our financial position remains a top priority. In April, we also successfully completed a consent solicitation to enact certain changes to the indenture for our senior secured notes, a milestone on the path to merging with SECURE. I will now turn it back to John to address our outlook for 2021 and an update on the merger. Thanks, Rob, and thanks, Linda. I'll start with an update on our merger with SECURE. We are continuing the process of gaining approvals from the various parties. Looking forward, next steps for the merger include releasing our joint information circular with respect to security holder approvals mid-May 2021, followed by the special security holders meeting expected to be held June 15, 2021, to approve the transaction. In addition to the Competition Bureau and security holders, other approvals required include the TSX and Alberta Court of Queen's Bench. We're excited for what's to come and confident that the merger is in the best interest of all our stakeholders. Turning to our outlook for the year, The strong performance we saw in the first quarter demonstrates the strength of our business model, and we are well positioned as the economy continues to recover. In our energy service business, oil and gas prices have strengthened considerably in Q1, and activity levels are slowly improving, generating cautious optimism within the energy industry. In our industrial service business, higher activity levels and strong ferrous metals pricing are expected to continue to support improved performance in 2021. Looking ahead, we expect this positive momentum to to continue. Assuming an economic environment, which includes the ongoing stability of energy pricing combined with general economic and industrial activity improvements, we continue to expect to deliver adjusted EBITDA, excluding Qs in 2021, that exceed 2020 levels. At current commodity prices, we believe there could be upside in the second half of the year and should activity levels follow current price levels. But it is early days 
as we saw last year, changes can happen suddenly. We expect growth in our profitability to be largely driven by the strategic steps that were taken last year to streamline and right-size the business in alignment with our priority of being the top choice waste and environmental service provider. Some of the drivers for our year-over-year growth include stronger performance in both our energy services and industrial services businesses in line with our expectations of economic recovery, the full-year benefit from the $31 million of structural cost savings actions we instituted immediately in response to the downturn, the continued benefit of the commercial, organizational, and cost strategies implemented within our industrial service business line, a full year of operations at our pipeline-connected Montney Water Disposal Facility and our mainline acquisition that we completed in December 2020, and actively working with customers on the well abandonment and site rehabilitation program. We expect to see greater benefit from this funding program later in 2021 and into 2022 as customers increase their focus on remediation programs performed at their sites. Also, we will continue to implement our Run the Business Better strategy, looking for and executing on opportunities to provide excellence in customer service, reduce costs, improve efficiencies, ensure that all open and operating facilities are generating positive cash flows. Overall, we remain focused on being operationally excellent progressing our environmental, social, and governance, or ESG initiatives, delevering our balance sheet, and disciplined cost management while leveraging opportunities to grow our business and provide value for shareholders and customers. Well, that concludes our prepared marks. We would be happy to now take some questions. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now begin the question and answer session should you have a question, please press star, followed by one on your touchtone phone. You'll hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request, and your questions will be polled in the order they are received. Should you wish to decline from the polling process, please press star, followed by two. If you're using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. Okay, so your first question comes from... Uh, uh, Elias um, Vokalos from IA Capital Market. Please go ahead. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. That's good morning. Good morning. Uh, I've got a, a couple of, of questions. Um, first one is sort of related to the energy service segment and the margins. Um, just sort of a, a broad question, if you could answer it. Is the marketing component within Secure different, or are the streams that, that sort of make up the marketing margin within, uh, sorry, Tervita different than Secure? 
my mistaken um, phrasing that. Yeah, hi, hi, John here. Uh, generally, no. Okay. Um, next question has to do with sort of on the industrial side, which was pretty strong. Would it be fair to say that inflation is, is playing into your hands? And um, is that, if that is correct, is that trend continuing into Q, uh, in, in, into Q2? Yeah, uh, again, it's John here. Um, there really isn't any external metrics that you could pinpoint that drives what we think are industrial service business. But generally speaking, we think it kind of relates more to GDP slash inflation, if you can think of it that way. Um, however, as you can see from our results, we, uh, you know, vastly exceed that. But that that's really the, the metric. So, you know, our, our industrial business is composed of waste and metals, environmental services, reclamation, remediation, and water businesses across the four Canadian Western provinces. But generally, it's sort of GDP-related. And, and Elias, it, it's Rob here. If, if your question on inflation is is sort of wondering if if uh, you know our results are more a result of us our ability to increase our prices um, versus you know an increase in market share and or cost control, I would say it's a combination. You know, we do have a metals recycling business. People have seen the price of steel. Um, so that commodity has had a big upswing since the downturn, and and we have um, we have benefited from that certainly. Um, the level of project activity is is down, and so that's muted the uh, the impact of that commodity. But I think largely, when we look at that business, we see it as being the impact of of the latter. There, um, it, it's obvious with the margin expansion. Um, you know, despite revenues being a bit lower than last year, that it's cost controls. And, and it's not so much cost controls, but a reorganization that occurred there um, and a streamlining of the management structure. Um, there was three independent businesses with three independent and in org charts. Now it's organized under one, one entire business and is being integrated as such um, to, to great uh, a benefit, in our opinion, not only on the cost side, but on ability to capture market share and cross sell our services because the, the second one is we are in our in our bin business in particular our traditional waste services business um, with the transfer stations and the sludge pads and, and the, uh, the bin infrastructure um, we are gaining market share steadily in that business and and we do believe that that's going to continue to be the case Okay, thanks for that caller. Because yes, you were you were hitting on the question that uh, I had. Where where was it coming from? Um, w one last question. I'm going to see if I can word this correct. And, and I apologize. I, I wasn't um, around when the original announcement of the Secure Terbita merger was made. I, I, I was away. Um, and, and I want to step this back to closing and, and some other issues. And if you if you can answer this. Because um, it was before your time um, at the company, but with the lawsuit that was be between Secure and, and, and Tervita, or Tervita and Secure, um, there was a residual part of that claim that was supposed to go to um, prior Tervita holders that were sort of compromised in the restructuring. I'm wondering if that is, uh, if you can comment, if that's a factor that um, we should consider in, you know, in, in any part of the uh, closing. Hi, it's uh, it's John here. Well, first of all, it's really not our 
policy and comment on legal issues outside of the disclosure. And, and it is, there is some disclosures in our MD&A and financial results, but really the answer to your question is no. Okay. That's it for me. Thank you very much. Thanks. Your next question comes from Tim Monticello from ATB Capital Markets. Tim, please go ahead. Hey, good morning, everyone. Hi, Tim. Uh, I'm just curious if you could uh, comment a little bit on the project-based services, um, understanding there's a little bit less event-based uh, activity in the quarter. Um, I would have expected that number to be a little bit higher just on the back of the reclamation activity and the fact that you had the, the tuck-in acquisition. So I'm just curious um, how you expect that to progress and what happened there in the first quarter. Rob, do you want to attack this one? Yep, thanks, Tim. It's a great question. I would say twofold. One is uh, the project uh, season that would, would normally be filling our landfill with reclamation and remediation material is very much at its low point during the winter, and it's, it, it's very much a seasonal business. So, you know, Q3 and 4 post-breakup is, is where we get the majority of that volume, and that's where the ARP, if you're getting at that, that's where the volumes we would anticipate from that program. Um, that will actually happen in 2021 will, will largely occur, um, you know, in, in, in the summer and into the early fall. Um, so that, that's one of the reasons there's seasonality. So you're, you would generally see very low uh, results um, from that division in, in, in the winter months in any event. And then two, what happened last year was there are a number of very significant um, event-based projects that our, that our rail services division, as well as some other divisions, were able to uh, be part of last year that elevated the amount of project activity from last year. And while that, that wasn't zero this year, it was definitely not at that level, um, probably thankfully for our logistics business generally in Western Canada. Um, so those two things combined would probably encapsulate that comment more than any trend. I wouldn't say that's a representative of any trend or anything like that. Okay, that's helpful. Um, and then the second question on the industrial services segment is, I'm just curious, um, how much would you have seen margins uh, improve in the metals recycling business, just given where you've seen ferrous pricing go? Well, it, hi, it's John. Certainly, year over year, they have improved. Um, I just don't have that off the top of my head, but it, it has been stronger. A year ago, uh, ferrous prices were kind of a, the opposite end of being uh, uh, all-time kind of lower levels. So it, it definitely has been an improvement, and the outlook for this year is still strong in the ferrous pricing world. Okay. You, you have to remember as well, Tim, one, uh, you know, our metals business, while, while we think is a very good business, it gives us our highest return on capital, um, full cycle of any of the businesses we're a part of. Um, but at the same time, it's not terribly material to our results on an incremental basis yeah. change its material. And then because it, 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 it is a very self, self-adjusting in that when prices go down, you have inventory that you've purchased at a higher price, and then you, you, you suffer some, some lower margins as you, uh, as you process your way through that inventory. Um, the same is true on the way up. So, you know, you enjoy higher margins as you process your way through lower inventory that was purchased in the lower environment, but then it does self-adjust back up to a level that's, you know, so while we enjoy a bit of a margin holiday, you know, we should see that continue to be very robust. It's a volume-based business and when steel prices are high, 
you know, we tend to see our volumes rise, but at the same time, you know, the margins will, will narrow a bit as we're forced to buy steel at a, at a higher price um, um, than, we, than we were allowed to do last year. Yeah, really, Tim, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's an inventory management business where you have to mar- manage the margins properly within the fairest price levels. You've got to manage your inventory properly across the network. And then manage your margins accordingly to that, and obviously have a good cost of operations and being efficient from that perspective. Okay, great. But, and then, last, but overall, year over year, it wasn't really material. Okay. Um, last question for me, just around the capex um, the commentary. There changed a little bit before. You were saying it should be flat year over year, and now you're saying flat to down. Um, I'm just curious if you could shed some light on that. That change there? Well, really not much. I mean, based on the current market conditions, we do anticipate our, our capital to be in line with what we said before, which is sort of um, at or lower than 2020 levels. And look, we'll always continue to monitor the activity in the basin and our customers' needs and react accordingly. So it'll be opportunistic uh, if, if, if the projects are creative to our shareholders. So if the environment isn't conducive to spending, we will further adjust our plan to deliver the balance sheet. Okay. Safe to assume that um, industrial services acquisitions would be put on hold until you get, you know, through this uh, merger with Secure? Uh, No, no. We will continue to look for tuck-in opportunities within our industrial business as long as they're creative and complementary to our current business line. Okay. All right. I'll turn it back. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, as a final reminder, should you have a question, please press star followed by one. Okay. appears there are no further questions at this time. Please proceed. Sorry about that. I was speaking on mute. John here. Thank you for being on the conference call today. A tape broadcast of the call will be available on the Tervita website. And we look forward to providing you with an update on our performance after the completion of the second quarter of 2021. Please stay safe, everyone. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for participating and ask that you please disconnect your lines. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. 
See you next time.